Frankie Munez joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Frankie, we have a history uh, here with the Speed Freaks. Not, I mean, we're, we're Malcolm in the Middle fans, fan of your acting, your music, and of course, some of your voice work. But if you look back at the history of Speed Freaks, do you have any idea how old you were the first time you came on Speed Freaks? I don't know the first time. I do remember um, us being at Long Beach my first year in Atlantic and getting interviewed. So I don't know if that was my first time. But that was what, 2007? You were six? Yes, you were 21 years old. And look at these two sexy bastards right here. Frankie Munez in the Speed Freaks pits, Malcolm in the middle fame. But now, the only, from what you say, the only actor turned racer full time that you know of, right? Yeah, you know, I know a lot of uh, actors have wanted to become race car drivers and have gotten involved in racing as a hobby. But uh, this is uh, this is my career now. This is it for me. But no, you know, I, I really didn't know what the first step was. And the show ended last year and it all kind of happened. And here I am in Atlantic 13 months after starting racing, which is I think uh, is a pretty good a pretty good deal. Yeah, you think 13 months and then in the seat full time. Wow. I just I, I, my memory of that is I my knees didn't hurt nearly as bad as they do now. Um, when I see that video, you know, my back hurts, my knees hurt, you know, those are the good old days. Well, it's taken me 16 years to learn how to pronounce your name right. I, look, I'm 37 years old. I still don't know how to pronounce my name right. So today I'll say it's Frankie Muniz. Is that what you were going to say? Yes. Okay, we'll go with Muniz today. Okay. All right. My, my grandpa, you know, I'm actually half Puerto Rican. And my grandpa gets so mad at me because it's like, it's really Muniz, Muniz, Francisco Muniz. And I'm like, I don't know. I, like, maybe my mom couldn't say it right. You know what I mean? She's like Italian Irish. And uh, we became Muniz. I don't know. So that's what it is. Today. So hold on, though. Has your mom ever called you Francisco when she's mad at you? Uh, no, never. You know, to be honest, she told me that she's mad. I mean, I'm the fourth, actually. So I'm Francisco Muniz, the fourth. Oh, okay. so. uh She's like, I didn't really want to name you Francisco, but I felt obligated to. Her maiden name is Pirelli. So she wanted me to be Tony Pirelli. So I'm happy that that's going to happen. I don't think I've ever told anyone that. <laughs> well, we spent a good five minutes learning how to pronounce your name and talking about what happened 21 years ago. All right. Uh, Frank, <laughs> Frank Munez joining us here in the Freak Nation again, uh, running for the Arca series. Uh, Looking at the, the team that you're running for, Frankie, the, the Rhett Jones Racing, they have a history in racing, in particular the trucks and the ARCA series. Walk us through this. Who contacted who? Why did you want to get back in the seat? Because as you saw in that little clip, you want to be a big-time race car driver. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was 2007, the interview that you showed. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I, I raced from 2006 to 2009. I got pretty badly hurt uh, the end of the 2009 season in Atlantic's always thought I'd go back racing. Like that's where my head has been, but kind of life, other things happen. I took longer to heal. Um, I started playing drums in a band, started doing other things. And I can't believe 12 years had passed or 13 years had passed since I'd raced. And it hit me that I'm not getting any younger. And if I want to do this and I want to reach that goal or reach that dream or be the best driver I can be, I need to do it now. So to be honest, about a year ago when I made the decision to go back racing, I was like, I don't really know anyone in the stock car world. You know, if, if I was going back open wheel racing, I still have a lot of friends that are there. A lot of the team owners I know and all that, but you know, the stock car world, it's a whole different, a different beast. But I had done a small event with uh, a guy who owns 
a guy who owns Irwindale Speedway. His name is Tim Huddleston and he has a late model team and an Arca West team. I was like, Hey, like, what can I do? And so he put me in a bunch of late model races. Uh, I showed a bunch of speed and caught the bug again. And, and it's been my goal from that moment forward to get into the Arca Arca series. That said, when it comes to racing, there's so many factors that have to be aligned. You know, so many things that have to be aligned perfectly. You need sponsorship money. You need the team, the timing, like, you know, everything has to come together. And we were always kind of missing one piece. And I met with a lot of teams. I met with and talked with a, a bunch of teams uh, in Arca and trucks, uh, some Xfinity teams, even though I always knew that was a bit of a, a leap, but uh, just to kind of learn and, and figure out what people thought might be the best path for me. And when I sat down with Mark Rett, I knew immediately that I wanted to sign with them. There was just some connection that he and I had and like he understood what I was trying to achieve. And I felt like he was going to give me the best possibility to, to move forward um, the way I want to. So uh, signed with him. I have a great relationship with Ford. So that was also, you know, a big part because he's a Ford team. And, uh, you know, and we had our first test this past weekend and it went great. You know, I'm, I'm thrilled with being a part of the team and the decision I made. And I think we're going to have a really, really fun year. Look at your face. Look at your face. You can just see how excited you are. We're talking to Frankie Muniz and his racing career being rejuvenated for 2023. Of course, many of you guys know him as an actor, but my goodness, we've known him as a race car driver, a golfer, a house flipper. I mean, you are a man of many hats where your true passion, I feel like, has always been in motorsports. Where would you say your true passion is, though? What, what would you nail it on? You know, that's part of what made me go back to racing. I'll, I'll back up a little bit. I don't want to, I talk a lot, so forgive me. But <laughs> so I, me, don't worry. <laughs> when my son was born, I have a, 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 a seven, a 19, 19 month old. And when he was born, I looked at him and I was like, you know, who, what's, who, who do I want to be for him? Meaning, what type of father do I want to be? Like, what is he going to think of me when he's older? Because obviously I've, I've, I've accomplished so many things in my life and I'm extremely proud of everything I've gotten to do. But at the moment, I felt like I was nothing. You know what I mean? Because all stuff I did in my past, it's all stuff I've done, which is great. But like, I go, what, where do I want to focus? Like, I don't want him to just see me at home doing nothing. Um, and I go, you know what? I love racing. I want to do it. I want, him to grow up seeing me really uh, uh, reach for something that's tough. That's a dream. That's, you know, he's going to see me working hard. And, and uh, that's what really kind of motivated me to get back going um, as odd as that sounds. So, but honestly, after getting back in a race car, even all this past year, everything I've done, when I'm in that seat, when I'm in the car on the track, I get out and I go, that's what I'm supposed to do. This is what I was made to do. And I honestly feel that. So I'm, uh, I'm so happy. I, I, I got back and I'm, and I'm going to be in Arca this year. It's going to be a blast. And, and hopefully uh, I can surprise some people with, uh, with our speed. Yeah. You can't, you can't fake genuine feelings. You can just tell it's in your voice. It's in your face. This is going to be cool. It's going to be an awesome journey for people to follow, especially for your son to follow, but more important questions here. Has your wife found an outfit for Daytona yet? <laughs> you know, it's so funny. You know, I, I was kind of joking when I tweeted that because she hadn't really a asked. But then she goes, wait, I really do need to figure out what I'm going to wear. So she came out the other day and she's like, would this work? And it was like, it was casual, which she's a pretty, she's usually dressed pretty casual. And I was like, no, that's not it. You know, Daytona, it's Daytona. It's the Super Bowl <laughs> of, of racing, you know, of NASCAR. You know, like you've got to, you got to look, you know, amazing because, 
Um, so uh, she, she's still figuring it out, but she has she has a better idea of what she's going to do. So we'll see what she goes with. And she's got more than one. She's got your son. She's got a dress, too. I mean, especially to keep up with the bushes. Samantha Bush, <laughs> Rexton and all those outfits. Well, I got home from Daytona and she was in the office and she's making shirts. She's making little uh, Ma's Munich shirts, Munich racing shirts and Whoa. with my car number and stuff on it. So so he'll be all decked out for sure. <laughs> I want one. Can she make one for me? <laughs> you know, I, she is taking orders. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> for sure. That'd be awesome. Wow. Frankie Muniz. That, that's the third way we've pronounced it. It's Kitty yeah. something. No, you're good. You're good. Muniz. 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 Is that right? Is that what it is? Muniz. I'm, I want to get it this right. Frankie M. Frankie M. Frankie M. Frankie M. All right. Frankie M. <laughs> Malcolm in the middle. That's what everybody knows. Yeah. Did you ever get tired of that? It's something that's never really bothered me because I've always thought about the fact that if being remembered as anything is a positive, the fact that you can have an impact on so many people's lives and you know, people love that show. So, you know, it's a reminder that I was on something that people really loved and that that feels good. You know, obviously, like already the season hasn't the season hasn't started and i've gotten so many of those oh i can't wait till you're malcolm in the middle three wide at daytona you know but hey Aww. if people tune in to watch that happen you know what i mean that's great for for me it's great for the sport so so awesome and hopefully it'll be me passing in the middle to the front i'll be on the middle step of the podium first place you know that's what i'm going for that will be talking the mill right there so frankie you mentioned ford is ford behind the effort you mentioned sponsorship is ford behind the effort because several careers have gone to ford died yeah <laughs> yeah no <laughs> it, they are they uh you know i, I met with a, a few of the manufacturers you know ford had a really nice game plan for what they they could uh they could offer me to help kind of me reach my goals <laughs> And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be one of their development drivers. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of sim time in, in Charlotte uh, at Ford Performance, which is going to be really helpful for me because everywhere I go this year, I've never been. You know, you know my racing career in the path. I've never raced on an oval until the few late model races I did uh, last year. So uh, I, I've got a, a steep learning curve and they are going to give me all the resources and, and some of their other drivers and the cup guys are coming to help me. And, and I think uh, that's going to be really key to help me learn at an accelerated rate. Actor, race car driver, drummer joining us here. Nope, retired drummer. Retired drummer <laughs> joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Statman brought to our attention that the car you're going to be running, there's a certain history to the chassis mm -hmm. that you're going to be running. Do you care to share that with the Freak Nation? It is. It's something that I just found out too, like kind of in the past week. And when I started putting all the pieces together of what it actually means, I actually got pretty emotional. Um, in 2001, I was in the pace car for the Daytona 500. Um, and Sterling Marlin, who drives the number 40 car, he was either on pole or first or second. So he was right behind me in the pace car. So there's actually a video of me uh, in the pace car. And all, the only car you see is that number 40 Coors Light Sterling Marlin car. It's CRG 005 is the VIN number, is the, the chassis number. It was a Chip Ganassi racing um, uh, chassis. And that day I was in Kenny Schrader's pit. So he gave me the M&M's jacket. And I have three signatures on that jacket. Kenny Schrader, yeah. Sterling Marlin, and Dale Earnhardt. So Dale Earnhardt, um, he came up, came up to me um, at the driver's meeting actually. And he told me, I said to say, 
you know, I'm a huge fan. Your show has brought, you know, me and my daughter so much closer. And I was 15 at the time. I was like the hugest NASCAR fan. I was in awe that a hero of mine was saying that they were a fan of mine. And then when we were, they were, everyone was climbing in their cars. He stopped me again and, and like shook my hand. And he goes, man, I love your show. I love your show. And he got in the car. So I got in the pace car. We drive around at the end of the race. I still wearing the Eminem jacket. I had Kenny Schrader's uh, crew in my uh, headphones. And the three cars that were really involved in that incident were Sterling Marlin, Kenny Schrader, and of course, Dale Earnhardt. Um, the chassis that I'm driving that I drove at Daytona this weekend is Sterling Marlin's car that he raced in 2001 at the 500. And it's a really weird kind of like, at first it kind of, I don't want to say creep me out. It was a little eerie to think about when you put all those pieces together, you know, but it made me actually feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in my life. You know what I mean? The the fact that really one of my first NASCAR experiences, you know, was that, that race in person and that now my first NASCAR ARCA experience as a race car driver is in that same car is pretty I don't know, kind of a crazy story, pretty remarkable to me. So it's incredible. Wow. What that I have not heard the story told like that before. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, pretty, it, like, literally, I actually called my mom when I found out, like I watched a video, I watched a video um, and I, I'm not a person who likes to watch videos of crashes. Right. But I watched the last couple laps of the 2001 Daytona 500. Cause I was like, someone had mentioned like, Oh, I can't believe he's driving that car. Like, you know, significance it has to the incident. And, I watched and and it it brought me back to that moment that I felt watching the race live and then finding out an hour later that uh, Dale Earnhardt had died. I had never cried that hard in my life. And I ran down. I was we were staying in the Hilton. That's right across the street from Daytona, right in turn four, basically. And I ran down and my mom was in the bar of the rest of the hotel with Humby Wheeler, you know, the, the owner of. Uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway and a, and a few other track, you know, execs and stuff. They were all just hanging out. And I ran down and full bar and I go, Dale Earnhardt died. And it was like the most, I don't know, insane moment of my life. Like to have to deliver the, I didn't have to deliver Ooh. the news, but I did deliver the news to so many people and you could hear a pin drop. And I remember flying out the next day, we were flying out of Daytona and the, tr- the airport is right behind the track. And as we took off, everybody was silent and everyone was just looking at the track. And it was just the most somber um, experience of my life. And it brought me back to that just literally three days before getting into the car um, at Daytona. And I called my mom. And I was like, mom, like, I kind of told her the story and the tie. And I actually started crying. You know what I mean? Because it, I don't know, it was just such a crazy experience and like to be following this path and, and something that I want so bad. And, and like I said, I feel like it is telling me it's the universe telling me that this is where I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? So I'm, uh, I'm hoping that's the case next month. And, uh, the test went really, really well. Um, we, uh, we followed our program and we only ran a, a few laps, but we were ended up being sixth fastest, I think, which was, mm-hmm. Top 10, baby. So, so, uh, I'll, I'll take it. You know, that chassis is 20, 20, what, 22 years old. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So I'm, uh, I'm excited for it. It's oh. knees aren't hurting. It's so, back isn't hurting. Yeah. It's ready to go. Um, yeah. Dude, on, on, you're in the car on the track. 
the track. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Pretty wild. What a story. Holy smokes. That's that's not ending it on a downer, is it? No. <laughs> right? No. I mean, no. no. Okay. Look, like I said, this is I'm, I think I'm meant to be where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm so excited for Daytona. I'm so excited for the race. I'm so excited to get out there and compete. You know, it's, it's been a while since I've gotten to compete and especially, you know, at that level. So I'm, I'm really, really excited. Yeah, it's putting a bow on it, Kenny. Yeah, it's, it it's bringing the story full circle, especially that jacket. <laughs> get that in a frame right now. Get a shadow box. Protect that thing. Yeah, well, there's just a few instances Ooh. in our lifetime. Well, the last 20 years, we're, this is it's our 23rd year, Frankie, of doing Speed Freaks. And there are those occasions where every all, the three of us know exactly where we were mm-hmm. when certain occasions hit. Mm-hmm. And we were fresh, still wet behind the ears. In February of 2001, when Dale Earnhardt died, it's like, whoa, this yeah. is the bench. This not a benchmark, but here's the first instance that we're going to remember as mm-hmm. speed freaks. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone, you know, it's one of those moments in life. You know, if you're if you're a race fan or even if you're not like that, that's something you're going to remember forever where you were. Um, you know, I don't have the best memory, but I, I remember that day very vividly. Um, but hope to have make more memories at Daytona and, and, uh, and, uh, maybe some more positive ones. <laughs> Heck yeah. No, no, no. It's coming. 2023 is going to be amazing. For sure. <laughs> Frankie, we're going to turn this into a two parter. Can, okay. can you roll with me here with, I'm going to say, Frankie, look, can you come back next segment? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, he's not going to come back next segment. <laughs> We've already done that. Yeah. He's already done that. Uh, as you could tell, a pre-recorded interview with a Frankie <laughs> Munez here in the Freak Nation. And again, uh, we've obliterated his, his name when it comes to saying, uh, again, I think we used five different iterations. But now we know. Yeah. He said his grandpa wants it pronounced. Well, it, the, uh, the official way to pronounce it is Muniz, Muniz, yeah. Muniz. Got it. 